Welcome to the Hey Miss Podcast. This is Mary. And Dee Dee. And special guest, Eden is back. Yay! Yay. Hello. Hello. Um, so we have, uh, we probably should have come up with a Q&A. A, yeah, like a Q&A. Like ask us anything rather than ask me anything. Um, so I put up a post on a subreddit called Australian Teachers and just said like if you had uh, questions but explain to the podcast what we're doing like you know if you had any random questions some of these so some of the questions came from there and some of them actually came from questions that we had or questions that people had asked us at work and we brought Eden in for a very different perspective rather than because I'm old and jaded and Eden is young and I'm not jaded. Yeah, but you're like, come in for this advice episode. And I'm like, I don't think I'm qualified enough for this. You definitely are. (laughs) Are any of us qualified? Yes, we are experts in our fields. I mean, respect for yourself. I'm I'm, I'm feeling very confident. I'm in the field, so that's counted. So we're just going to go through the questions. So they won't link together or anything. We're just going to go through. So number one question: This just got announced the other day, and that blew my mind. Is that the mandatory seven-day COVID isolation, or five days, or whatever it is now, Mm. is being scrapped completely on the 14th of October? So by the time, because it's school holidays, just by the way, by the time we go back to work, COVID isolation is gone. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, my questions were like, do we work? Like, obviously we have to work, but how will that work? I should have said. And then my little sub question was, okay, so the kids come to school with COVID because now they don't have to stay home. So why would you? Mm-hmm. And then we get it. And then what happens? Yay. It's it's just <laughs> it's just all over again, isn't it? It's yeah. the start of the year all over again. It's mayhem. Yeah. It's yeah. kids dropping like flies. It's teachers dropping like flies. It's teacher mm. shortages. It's having to take more reliefs and mm. therefore getting run down and being more susceptible mm. to getting COVID. Mm. It's great. I love it. I this read, is awesome. I yeah. read Sarcasm. the like, little spiel that the guy gave. I can't remember his name because it wasn't the Prime Minister. I don't think it was like the educator. It, it was somebody. I don't know who announced it. Maybe the health person. But they basically were like, oh, because um, a journalist asked, like, you know, so what happened? So I think it's only for healthcare workers still have to isolate. Like nobody else does. Yeah. Um, so I was like, okay, so the journalist was basically like, so what do people do? If you get COVID and you have symptoms, what do you do? And the guy was like, you just do what you would normally do if you're sick. You just stay home. But you don't normally feel sick for that long. Like if Mm. I have a cold, Mm. I'm sure like every teacher can, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I can't even Like attest to the fact that. Yes, thank you. I was like, my brain has turned off for the whole day. I've lost. Whereas I'm I'm on. (laughs) My vocabulary has deserted me until I go back to work. Um, basically every teacher will be the same it's like you get a cold and for that maybe 24 48 hours where you literally feel like you're dying you drag your bum back to work because yeah. it's almost easier than sending release and you can oh, take your sure. cold and blah 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 yeah. yeah but covid is not the same like i know no. some people are fine but i was like i was i was, I was, I was horrific yeah. for two weeks i felt terrible and yeah. i dragged i was lucky that because i didn't know i had it at the beginning and then I had another seven days. So I had almost 12 days dealing with COVID before I dragged my bum back to school. And even after that, I still was exhausted for like mm. The brain fog weeks. was real. Yeah. So we get COVID. We don't have to isolate anymore. Mm. So, you know, they were like, well, stay home if you can. But if you're a teacher, you only get 10 days. Well, at least in South Australia, I don't know what it's like for everywhere else. But 
you only get 10 days of sick leave per mm. year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're permanent, that rolls over to the next year. Mm-hmm. But if you're a contract teacher or a relief teacher, you don't have that. Yeah. Like you and get some of those days, days you might have already used up. Yeah, I have a previously. whopping one day left. I have no days. This Yay. is the first Don't time. Don't even know. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> this is the first time in my 14 years of teaching that I've had no sick days left before the end of the year. Mm. I haven't yeah. had some to roll over because I got COVID. Yeah. And I have five days where the test kept saying it wasn't COVID. So I had to take sick leave without that at the time. Mm. Teach from home, COVID pay. And then I got bronchitis and a chest infection. And then there's just other random days through the year where you need to stay home for whatever reason. Yeah. So I have no sick days. In fact, I got a pay and I was missing $300 or whatever because that's how much it basically is to miss mm. a day mm. at my step. Yeah. So what do you do if I've got no sick days, I get COVID. Do I drag my bum to school? Do I put a mask on? Yeah. See, I when, when you said this was like the first question, I was like, this is really tricky because I understand the whole like getting back to normal. Yes. I mm-hmm. get that. Mm-hmm. But like, for example, I've been wearing a mask all of term three, like even after they said you don't have to wear it anymore, mm. just because like I'm going away to Sydney next week. And I was like, I don't want to be sick. I yep. don't want to get COVID. I don't want a cold either because then I'd have to stay home anyway. And like you said, setting reliefs, it was a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, I've just been wearing a mask. But I was like, I don't want to wear a mask forever. But I also yeah. don't want to continuously get COVID because I felt like trash the first time I had it. I was mm-hmm. like, there's no way I I'd be able to work to in that state. Like I even yeah. just working from home, I was like my brain, like said yeah. brain for a frog but yes. brain fog I um, quite croaky. <laughs> hey. Hey. um it was intense yeah i was like working from home i was like i can't do this i like, would do I a lesson online yeah. and then have a nap i couldn't yeah, look at my screen like yeah. my my brain hurt so much my eyes hurt like mm. even looking at the brightness of the screen i would literally just set my reliefs yeah. close my laptop and i was done for the day yeah 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 so. so, I mean, and then part of that question is also, you know, uh, well, at the school that I am at, and I assume it was probably the same for most schools, it was like if a kid came and they had like COVID symptoms, because mm. of COVID, you would be like, you need to go home, get a mm. test, blah, blah, blah. But lots of kids had, you know, less severe symptoms. I know there were some who got a lot, but so they're just going to send their kids to school. And if they don't have to wear a mask now, if they come in without their mask on, it's just going to continuously keep going around. Much yep. like a cold in the middle of winter mm. where you can never get rid of it. Yeah. yeah. Except all so year how, round. Yeah. yeah. But then so how is this like, going to work? Also, like the other kids in the class, like how would they feel about that? Like, you know, in oh, terms of like, you know, if there's a kid in the class, oh yeah, they have COVID. They're just sitting in class. Like just if I think about what I was like at that age, I would be like so like anxious about that. And yeah. They share drink bottles and like. Oh yeah, bottles. and they're all touching each other. It's like why do they have to touch each other? I don't know. Anyway, I thought it was an interesting question to start off with because yeah. when I saw, I was like, oh, we're getting back to normal. Hang on a second. Mm-hmm. I have no sick leave. Does that mm-hmm. mean when I go back in turn four, like I haven't been wearing a mask? So when I go back in turn four maybe I should be yeah I'm gonna go back to full-time wearing it I wasn't in the last few weeks because I was just like I'm so exhausted and I found that after having COVID like trying to breathe through a mask was actually a real struggle um and so I had kind of like laxed up on wearing it I kind of only wore it in like crowded areas yeah Um, like in my classroom there's enough space I can open the windows all that sort of stuff and I would take it off to teach anyway because the kids couldn't hear me yeah, the kids laughed and they're like, we can't hear Yeah. And so I would have it off in class and then just wear it kind of like through the hallways and stuff like that anyway. 
So I don't know. I, I think, think I'm, I'm going to go back to wearing them. I think I'm going to have to because I can't afford it's okay. To. I've got a massive stock of black masks. <laughs> I, just I, was like, I have so many. I just, I was just like, I got it once. It was the worst. And especially having no sick leave left, I know there's so many people in the same position. Because mm. I had like a massive stockpile of sick days until like the last few years when I just had lots of health stuff happen and I've like rapidly gone down. And this was the first year, again, in a long time that I only had my 10 days. And I know there's lots of teachers who say their kids have had COVID mm. and then they've got COVID. So they've used up. Like I know a teacher who's had it three times this year. Yeah. And what do you do? There you what? go. That's 15 three days. Three Mm. And this is what I mean. I just think it's, I don't think they thought it all the way through. Mm. Because they're like, okay, healthcare workers still have to stay at home um, because you're around vulnerable, vulnerable people. So are we. So are we. I'm not saying I want to stay home, especially no. now that they've got, because like at my school was like, you could teach from home. Mm. Um, now they've scrapped that. I think, again, budget reasons, I would imagine. So they've scrapped that. So now if you're home, you're just home, but you're not getting paid. And then it was like, you could... Um, if you're answering emails and marking drafts and stuff, you could tell them how many hours you worked and they would like compensate you or something. I don't really understand how it works because I haven't had to do it. But uh, so that's a little bit better. But if I have no sick leave and I'm at home for five days, whether or not you have to isolate or not, like that's like my whole pay for a week gone. Yeah. Mm. That's yeah. who could afford, who, like how many people can afford Definitely. that much attention. Anyway, yeah. I thought it was an interesting question. Very interesting question. The next one. So this one uh, came from the Reddit page um, and it was from a new teacher mm. as well. I think uh, I probably should have taken a picture of the post, but basically I think they'd been out for like, this is either their first year or their or their second year of teaching and they'd never had a parent complaint before. And so yeah. their question was, oh, <laughs> which is so sweet. And so their question was, what do I do when a parent complains about me? Mm. Cry. No. Um. <laughs> it depends. What, and I, my immediate thought was, because they didn't give any details, was, I think it would also depend on the complaint. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I actually had in my, um, taking some notes. I love um, <laughs> prepared. Um, yeah, it would depend on the situation. Like, obviously, me being a new teacher, like, I've had a few complaints, more so, like, a few, like, bigger ones, which is terrifying. Like, had mm-hmm. one, like, at the start of this year, right for parent teacher interviews. So that was Make great. sure it was so Yeah, awesome. I was like, oh, yeah, stressful. Um, but, if it's over email, I would kind of read it and then not respond straight away, just so yeah, that you don't, take a second. don't like yeah. <laughs> come back firing, and then it just like <laughs> snowballs yeah. and gets worse. And it's like, oh, maybe yeah. should have thought about that. Mm. Um, I've also like before spoken to leadership about, Same. depending on I guess yeah. what it is. Yeah, it's like, without knowing the complaint. Yeah, yeah, and maybe like what they're complaining about, like the level. I don't know, but mm. yeah, I like the one that I had this year I brought up with leadership I was like look you know I've explained you know this is what's happened these are my reasons why the parents still not happy um and I mean he ended up like calling kind of on my behalf because I was getting quite overwhelmed with the situation especially as a newbie yeah Mm -hmm. and because I'm like obviously um like this year started a new school and I was like you know this is a lot and he kind of called on my behalf and then like I said, ended up having a parent-teacher interview and he was there kind of like on yeah. standby because mm. it was a phone interview. So, um, yeah, I kind of had him there as a support just in case things kind of went sideways. But, yeah, I think 
talking to leadership and just making sure that they have your back with stuff like that. That's like probably yeah. you probably yeah. want to know that even before, like make sure that like yeah. find out from other people maybe that if leadership have supported them. Yeah. Because the worst thing would be to go to leadership for help and then get thrown under the bus. Yeah. 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 No matter what your complaint is, mm. leadership yeah. should have your back. They might oh, take you to sure. task if you've done something wrong, but mm. they should still be supporting you. Yeah. Um I think early in my career, like often the complaint would be like I would be calling home because work hasn't been submitted. Mm. And then the parent would just like fire back, like, well, what have you done to support I my child? That. And then you, I would just list everything, <laughs> everything that I had done, like scaffolding, sentence starters, sat down, wrote a first paragraph, you know. Given an exception, given another exception. And sometimes when it gets to that point, they either back down or mm. they just double down. Mm. <laughs> I've had I've had parents double down and go, well, that's not enough. I'm going to take it higher. I'm like, okay, but sometimes you That's do your all those things and it's just a matter of the kids just like not willing to put in the yeah. work. Yeah. Like, yeah. I've well, had don't that get issue. into our other questions. But that's an interesting point is I think um, for what Mary was saying, one of my things is when I read this question, I was like, okay, well, the first thing is you have to have a level of like ability to self-reflect yeah. mm-hmm. as well. So when you read the complaint, no matter what it is, is the complaint justified or is it ridiculous like is it and then is it a really serious complaint that's ridiculous like you know there's something that hasn't happened or uh you're being accused of something you haven't done or is it something that maybe you have made a mistake Mm. um and then if it's a little mistake you could own up to it like i got an email from a parent being like you said home this like you didn't submit this assignment but you gave them an extension yeah right Mm. and i instead of writing it down in my little marks book like yeah exactly (laughs) yeah Instead of writing it down in my marks book, I had sent, I just gone through the list. Oh, it is in there. Yeah. And it's something silly, little like that. Yep. My bad. If the parent complained, it was like, you know, I'm not happy about this, etc. So I immediately emailed back. I was like, I am so sorry. You are absolutely correct. Um, you know, uh, I must have not put that down in my marks book. I will, you know, cause we used to have to like delete that section. No, I will apologize to the student. I will make sure that you know whoever was going to follow that up which is normally nobody really but um i'll make sure that they know and i'll apologize to the kid and the parent was happy like if it's something little mm. and you apologize and most parents will be mm. and the person emailed back and they're like thank you so much and i'd already like i've gone straight to the kid oh my god little johnny i'm so sorry my bad everything's all good are you still happy to hand it up yep cool and the kid was fine the kid appreciated that i apologized and mm. i was like thank you so much little johnny told me you apologize we're all good yeah. if it's little just own it I think yeah, I think so um, but that's like an honest mistake so yeah. it's like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and then if it's something serious whether or not you have or have not done it if you have done something bad you've got to be able to again be like oh shit I've screwed up and then if you have screwed up go straight to leadership either way I would go especially if it's a yeah. big complaint like you were saying don't immediately reply yeah go straight to leadership what do I do where do I go from here? Do yeah. I call a parent? Do you call the parent? Like leadership should have your back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you also have to be comfortable with what the steps are. Yeah. As well. But my suggestion would be, like Mary was saying, when she was saying she called a parent, make sure that you know that you've followed procedure to the exact like mm. minuscule detail. Mm. So that if a parent does come complain, you can go to leadership, you know, assuming you haven't done anything terrible, and then be like here are all the steps I followed, here's mm. how I followed the procedure, here's everything. I also keep records of all my correspondence with parents. Yep. I've been burned before. Mm. And so now I keep any email, any direct message from sector that I get from a parent, I keep it, mm. put it into a folder, so if a parent's like, you didn't tell me that. Yeah, that did. 
I did. But that's, a good, yeah. that's a good idea, actually. Mm. Mm. Especially if it's a parent that's like mm, known to complain, like about little things, sort of, I just keep everything. And, and, and I have one parent that I um, CC leadership in every time they contact me because yeah. they will mm. fire up about whatever. So I'm yeah. like, every time, just so you know. And I do it with everything, even if the um, communication is completely benign. I'm yeah. Like, just so. And leadership know that I'm doing it and they just. I don't know if they keep it in a folder or something too. Who knows? Maybe they delete it, but I keep I forward on everything just in case. Yeah, that's good. Okay. I think um, the worst thing about having a parent complain is that moment of <gasps> yeah, like it's just that like it's sick scary. feeling in your stomach, yeah. like oh no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You feel you feel like you genuinely have done something wrong. It it, it feels like a personal attack. Yeah, even though it's it's often not. Like it does, and you just have to remember that, like. You know, they're batting for their child, whether their child's in the yeah. right or the wrong. You don't know what the child has said to them. You, you don't know what's happening at home. And yeah. so you kind of have to just Try keep things in perspective. Step back and kind yeah. of figure out maybe, especially if you know the kid, like, is there anything? Is there any extenuating circumstances? Yeah. But it's hard, especially in the first few years of school. I remember crying. Getting Same. Me. And, like, I had, it was something dumb. Like, a parent was like, my kid gets an A. Why didn't I get an A? You gave them a B. And trying to, like, be like, here's an A. Looks like here's a B. I'm like, no. <laughs> well, it must be your fault they didn't get an A. And I was so sad. <laughs> I, like, I cried. I didn't know what to do. And, like, it was a very small school. So the principal was like, shit happens. Like, yeah. you've done the right thing. Just dismiss and move on. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's so hard to like. <laughs> yeah. Move on. See, the one I got this year made me quite upset. Because, like, I've had parent complaints before, but this one, like, felt very personal because yeah. they literally were like, I'm disappointed in you. And I was like, <gasps> uh, oh, who are you, my boss? <laughs> I was like, I'm going to go cry in my office now. <laughs> like, sometimes yeah. it's really difficult, especially, like, if you put in so much effort to help students yeah and yeah. then a parent is like i'm disappointed in you whatever be like wow yeah oh, damn you've been talking to my parents <laughs> like i don't know what you want from me yeah um all right so i think we're good with that one mm-hmm. um this i thought this one was interesting i think this is from reddit as well what are things people don't know about being a teacher but you wish they did i'm assuming that mean people who are not teachers because we all kind of know holidays Oh my god, that yes. <laughs> Shut up. Oh my god, the amount of times that like, you know, even if I'm just going shopping and people are like, Oh, do you have much on for the day? I'm like, Oh, you know, I've got school holidays and they're like, Oh, you get so lucky. And I'm like yeah. oh, <laughs> Okay. Like I've literally popped out for two hours and then I'm going home and I'm probably gonna mark until one thirty in the morning because I'm a crazy person. So I mean yeah. I don't know what it's mm. like for primary or junior primary school. But like, I know mm. teaching secondary school, especially, I mean, I don't have your 12s this year, but I have for like 12 years, 13 years, something ridiculous. If I've got your 12s or even your 11s, my holidays are mm. prepping, marking, revising, doing a new unit. Like mm. I have five classes worth of marking to do over my two weeks. Mm. And my, my middle school classes have like 24 to 26 kids in them yeah. and you're trying to mark a year eight essay and they've never written a film study essay before they've only ever written a film review and you're like i told you this a million times try not to write in shiny capitals no yep. <laughs> it takes so long and then you yeah. get to the senior school kids you think would be better but they actually take longer yeah mm. and so i'm actually really glad i don't have your talks this is the first time that i've actually gone i think i'm going to get through everything in my holidays because i don't have do you want some of mine because <laughs> yeah. i don't think well, i am you teach your language so i don't know if that will go well oh, all fine. i know in german is nine mm. <laughs> and that's all you need <laughs> and i learned that from hogan's heroes <laughs> yes 
Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would definitely say holidays are a lie, except for the long holidays. That's when I actually get some time. It's nice. Mm. But even so, you're still like... You're still prepping. prepping yeah. You're still prepping. But there's, there's you know time where you can actually doll it out and, you know, yeah, Christmas you and New time. Year's happen and you kind of like have oh, some actual family and friend time. This is what life time. is like. <laughs> yeah. You actually somewhat achieve work-life balance and then, yeah. and then you go back to, yeah then you go back to it all over well, again mary knows what mine was like but so when i was teaching drama i would have holiday rehearsals and mm-hmm. we would do holiday programs for our year 12 english classes yep. and so potentially not only was i marking but i would go in two or three days i mean it doesn't sound like a lot out of those 10 days we actually have off but then they might come in and hand in summer work and so yeah. the rest mm-hmm. of my time was marking you get back to school be like i feel like i haven't Left, left the school. Yeah, I was doing the same thing I usually do, but in pajamas. I was like, "That's the only good thing. Mm. I can work on my couch in my." I put on clothes for you guys. I know. Actual people clothes. I've got clean jeans on today. Same. (laughs) When I'm at home, I just put on the same pair of jeans like every day. (laughs) My husband was like. I feel like I've seen this outfit before. Don't judge me. You're lucky I have pants on. My (laughs) jeans looked grey from all the cat fur. Yeah, well, the dog fur. Mm. So, same, same, same. I put on fresh jeans this morning. You're welcome. The only time yeah. I don't wear black, like on top at my house, is if I'm not leaving my house because it will just get covered in dog yeah. fur. Oh, yeah. So, I have to have some great clothes to try and hide the blonde Labrador fur. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything else? Yeah, I feel like, I feel like, I don't know if this disparity is like just becoming more obvious because I'm teaching research project again, but the amount of marking that's required for research project is just beyond. And on a separate note to that, aren't they renaming it? Mm-hmm. What is really? It? Yeah, it's not going to oh. be called research project yeah. anymore. It's going to be, I forgot what it's called now. I don't know. It's got a new name. Some schools I'm too busy focusing again. on what it is now. <laughs> I'm crying at the same time. Yeah. I didn't realise how many words were kind of involved in the research project, which seems silly because I'm around people who teach it all the time. But I think it was like this year I was talking to the year we, the year 11s who were doing it and they're like, oh, this is 2,000 words, this is 2,000 mm. words. And I was like, for some reason I thought they were the same, mm-hmm. like 2,000 words. And they're like, oh, my outcome, oh, my evaluation, oh, there's like 10 pages of this. And I was like, hang on a second. Yeah, I don't no, know no. why in my brain I thought it was like a 2,000 word assignment. Yeah, and no. then when you realize how big it is. And that's so stupid because I've seen the completed folders before and haven't clicked. I'm like, oh my God, this is like, just mm. gives me flashbacks so to me doing pages. my research project. So you didn't have mm. to do it so Same. Well. They so brought it in the year after I finished. Yeah. I'm so much older than it you was... guys. It did not exist. <laughs> yeah. It was, um, yeah so it's it's just so funny because like you know the last couple of days like maths and science teachers are like what are you guys doing in the holidays i'm like <laughs> i'm marking <laughs> um and they're like oh well you know i'm going away with the family and this and that blah 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 you know i managed to mark the last of my tests today because you just get to like, tick stuff okay okay makes me so mad when okay. teachers that's, talk about that that's real nice for you I think that's another thing is like not even just research project, but the disparity in marking over yeah, language, language rich, rich subjects, subjects mm. compared to that. And I'm not saying that it's not hard because, you know, um, it's um, different. It's just very different. But with maths, by the time they finish their tests, like, yeah, you're mm. ticking like how they're working out and they might be like, oh, you're working out is correct, but your answer somehow is wrong and stuff. But mm. when you're teaching language rich, I can't just tick, tick, tick. It has to be like, highlight this highlight that like what about this could you put this in there it just takes such a long time to mark everything and when you're only teaching language rich subjects yeah, yeah. i don't get a break that's what i mean it's like as mm. soon as you finish one thing like here's the next thing i've got two in. year yeah. 12 classes two year 11 classes and a year nine class it's brutal but it's as, especially in english you're okay <laughs> yeah. i don't no. know <laughs> i couldn't she tell you on, so, yeah. today is like a good day i've rolled out of bed i put mm. makeup on yeah so um you know i put in effort 
I don't put makeup on at the moment and the kids keep saying to me, it was mostly to cover the bags. <laughs> this is what I mean. My makeup does not cover the bags. Somehow I'm like, they look worse. It was to make it look like I'm alive when I'm not. <laughs> I mean, it's helpful. Um, um, oh, the other thing I was going to say about marking was um, that it doesn't all magically get done in a day. Because oh, I so literally, this is mm-hmm. without a word of a lie. So my year sixes for German. I see them in like lesson three and then lesson seven on the same day. Oh, it's just like, oh no. It's not a vibe. Going. Yeah, not a vibe. Have because you marked my work that I handed in? Literally. Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah, they're just like, oh, have you marked our test? I was like, there's 25 of you in here. And I was like, are you being serious? And they're like, yeah. And I teach other subjects. I was like, I was teaching that whole time and I had to eat lunch. Yeah, but... And they were like, and they were so like disappointed. Like you could see the attitude on their face. I'm like, pipe down, mate. Like you're you're at the bottom of the list now. Yeah. I mean, luckily for the year six, even though it's for German, like you, it is a little bit of a tick, yeah. tick cross thing. But mm. then when you get but it wrong, still, you got to write it out, yeah, properly because otherwise they won't learn. So, the yeah. other thing I thought that lots of people don't know is like the pay for teachers varies so widely depending on whether you're like first year out yeah. up to the pay. <laughs> Boy, does it. That's what I'm... So, I mean, you'd know that after your pay <laughs> issue this year. But yeah. I remember starting my first year and getting my first pay and being like, where the hell is all of my money? Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> where this, money is in, this is it. And, like, people go... Um, and people would say to me, and I'd have been, say, teaching for two, threes, oh, my God, you must be getting such a good pay. I'm like, no. No? I mean, now, like, I'm on the top step or whatever. Yeah. It's mm. great. Love it. Great. Great stuff. But people don't get it they think like you come out of uni something like earning whatever amount and yeah. like no i'm still broke people and mm-hmm. then also um like you know my uni debt yeah what it used to be called hex what is it now helps or something yeah but you have to like people don't know all of that stuff and that's not even just teaching i guess that's like if you haven't been to uni you don't understand how that works mm-hmm. but like there was and the time commitment to teaching where it's kind of like the same thing as the holidays. I'm like, oh my god, it must be so nice to be finished at 3.15. Oh, bitch. No. no. <laughs> I literally said that to my partner last night. I was like, people are like, oh, you finished like early in the day. I'm yeah. like, no, I do not. Like, yeah. meetings, marking, mm-hmm. I get home, I mm-hmm. mark some more. Mark some more. Mm-hmm. Might eat dinner. Mm-hmm. Say hello to my partner, mm-hmm. pat my dog. Oh, look, more marking. <laughs> and especially, yeah, and the more like more time you teach senior school, in my experience anyway, the more I spend doing that. So I finish mm-hmm. at three fifteen. Then if I have a staff meeting, I'm there till say like four thirty or whatever your agreement is, like your government agreement, whatever. Then or four thirty for a meeting, mm-hmm. and then you might have to chase up. And even if I don't finish at four thirty, and I finish air quotes at three fifteen. I'm chasing up a kid. I'm oh, sending yeah. home emails. I'm answering emails. Like what do I need? To, what do I need to do before I can go home? And then when I get home, what do I have that mm. I still need to do before tomorrow? I'll get stuff yeah. ready. For yeah. The next day. And then sometimes, like even if you're not going in because you have whatever and you've got a relief the next day, I still have to set my reliefs. And then mm. you can't always just be like write it down. You might have to make a video or mm. make a document to like it's it's just a lot. Like I don't finish at three. I never leave the school at three fifteen. Yep. One, the car box ridiculous. You yes. can't get out. I was gonna say. But even if I left school at three thirty, which I very, I think in the last week of like each time, I'm kind of like, yeah, let's get out. But yeah, I might leave the school at three thirty, but I'm not done. No, no, I'm not finished. Yeah. I don't think people know that. No, no. Like my husband, when we first dating, dating was like, oh, but you're finished at three fifteen. Do you want? Can I see you at four? I'm like, no, no. Uh, sir, what do you think is happening right now? No. 
I can see you at like, and then I'd be like sitting there like, what time it is? We had a meeting, and I'll go home, and then I'll change, and then I'm I'll see you tomorrow. Eight? <laughs> eight o'clock? That's pretty late. Oh, I'll just see you tomorrow. Oh, but then tomorrow has like, no, no. How about the weekend? <laughs> Literally. Yeah. yeah I, it's I, like I, dating I, when you're in school again. Yeah. Literally. Weekends. Weekends are the only time. Okay. Uh, is that, is anyone got anything else? I no. think that, I think a lot of it is like time off. Yeah. Like you don't get it. Yeah. Okay. Here's a biggie. What are the characteristics of a good teacher? Or mm. what makes someone a good teacher? Like, what personality actually, traits do you think you have to have to be a good teacher? Hmm. I actually asked my partner this one as well, just because he had issues in school of not having some very mm. good teachers. That's obviously. a good idea, actually. Yeah, and um, he was saying about someone who actually wants to see their students succeed. Yeah. yeah. Which I was like, well, you would no assume. brainer, but like, yeah, his yeah. school, he had, like, he yeah had issues of teachers just like i don't have like, like literally said to him i don't have time for you right now <laughs> and he's like oh hey. cool <laughs> um Thank you. yeah so he was like you know wanting them to succeed and then i just said about like showing empathy um being personable taking the time to know students staff and content again some of those I you probably like you assume that assume you would yet. but also it's not as it's not as common as, yeah. as people think. I yeah. always feel like, and it, of course, it's like personality tests are like not infallible, and some of them are bullshit. Yeah. But it's like when you go all of those things that you just said, some mm. people don't intrinsically have those things as part of their personality. Like yeah. I've been told I'm cold and unfeeling before. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's uh, yeah. Oh, really? Um, I know. Look, I don't see it. Thank you. No, you're lying. But it's fine. <laughs> But it's like, um, you know, um, I, I'm not naturally a nurturing, mothering type thing. Because I remember someone saying, like, you need to be maternal to be, as a woman, to be a teacher. Like, you need to have this mothering instinct because you want to take care of it. I call bullshit yeah, Well, I'm screwed. Yeah, I call bullshit on that. Uh -oh. I don't have a maternal bone in my body. Does this mean I'm not qualified because I don't have kids? This, someone just said that to me one time. I remember a parent getting really angry at me. And then like, well, my, my, their kid had told them, like, I don't have kids. Like, I'm very open about it. People are like, oh my God, especially when they meet, oh my God, are you married? Do you have kids? And I'm like, no, do you want kids? I'll be like, no, no. still no, still no. You know, um, kids ask that kind of question. I don't find yeah. it inappropriate. Like, whatever. No. I'm like, nope, not, not key, not for me. Mm. And then I'm like, let me tell you about my dog. Like, mm. <laughs> let me show you pictures of my dogs instead. Um, and this parent had like thrown it in my face. Like it was a, well, how can you be a teacher? You don't have that maternal instinct. I'm like, do you say that to the dudes who teach? Mm. Like, if they don't have kids and they can't, yeah, but they don't have a maternal instinct. Okay, but um, it's supposed to have a paternal, you know, yeah. mm. But it's like, these personality traits are like nurturing, empathy, etc. Mm. If you don't have those things, mm. like, can you be a good teacher? Like, empathy, I think, if you don't have it, then you're Mm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's it's, you take it's, it's, it's well, that's the thing. I think it's really, really interesting because like there are like certain, I guess, teachers that are just very like by the book. They're very yeah. much like I get into the classroom, I teach my content, I leave. Mm. It's not about making connections. It's not, and I'm like, I can't be like that no. personally. That's not my style. Mm. But if it works for you, then yeah, okay. I, yeah, I mean, I don't see it working for the students. Yeah, I, I no. I was gonna say, I feel like if you were to ask the students of they that class, they'd yeah. be like, "This is not my favorite teacher." No. Yeah, I that's what I think is really interesting because you could go through uni, right, and do all of your assignments and do really, mm. really well, like academically, really well, and then when you go to do your placement, 
and then actually seeing because I know people who have gone to do the placement and got it and been like, mm. oh no, like this I'm is not, not for me. good at this, but they've yeah. got really good grades and all their yeah. theory, and they've gone into the classroom and been like, oh, I don't have the best. Oh, no. It's a different like ballgame. Yeah, like, it's completely different. Yeah, yeah. But I think yeah, I agree with everything Eden said. Like mm. empathy, because mm. otherwise, if you don't make those connections, like Mary said. And if your kid's having a really tough time at home, you're like, well, tough titties. Like, I don't... And that's the thing. It's like, you can't then address it and get them... Motivated? Motivated. And like, why why would they want to learn? Why would they care about your class or your subject if they don't feel connection? It's it's like intrinsically human to want connection. Like, I just, for me, it's counterintuitive. Mm. Yeah. So obviously, I'm very much like a personable. But you're like spending so much time with them, yeah, as well. So it's like (laughs) right, like you know, you see them at the same time every single week, couple Mm -hmm. times a week. Like, would you not want to? You know, ask them oh, how no, they're going. What did you do on the weekend? Like, oh, I saw you were doing this. Oh, that's really cool. How did that go? Like, I just want to. That's why I asked that stupid question. I mean, the kids love it, but that's why I asked that stupid question of the day because some of them are real dumb. Would you rather a world made of jelly or Lego slash Lego? However you say, it's very controversial. Um, but also some Lego, of them are but... yeah. Do you know, <laughs> see, see, you couldn't help it. But some of them are like, you know, what's your favorite sport? What do you do in your free time? And those things teach you about these kids, and then you can connect with them. Like, oh, I heard you play footy. How did you go on the weekends? Like, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, I don't understand people who don't like. You don't have to do it that way. But if you don't build a rapport with the students, how can you then challenge them and be like, I'm get to a place where I can. And I'm a very blunt person. You don't have to be blunt to a teacher and be like, this was a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. That's not like you. Yeah. Mm. What's happening? Like, what's going on? And if you haven't got that relationship, the kid's gonna be like, "What's well, none of your fucking business?" Yeah. But if you build that relationship, even if they don't want to tell you everything, they'll be like, "Oh, I'm having a tough time at home," or yeah. "There's a friendship issue." And they might be like, "Okay, yeah. What can we like? How are we gonna? What support do we have? Yeah. 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 If they don't trust you. They're not gonna tell you anything. The yeah. one other thing I would add is organization. Ooh, I did me. also say that, but then also I have, yeah, but then, <laughs> so organized. Yeah, but then there's also see at my new school, people have said that like in my office, they're like, yes, I organize. You know, like everything. I was like, calm down. Um, but then also there are other like people in my team who are very disorganized, but they are still really good at yeah what they do. So that's why I didn't say it at first because I was like, I'm really organized, but that's also how I, I function. It's, like yeah, it's something yeah. that I've had to work on because I'm not naturally. I'm organized for things like doing my uni course. I'm super organized, and I went. Mm. It's not. I'm not organized to the point where I write it down in a diary. But I'm like, over there. Like, yeah. mm. I don't write it down like that. But like you know, I get all of my assignments. I do them in chunks. I don't leave them till the last minute. Like all that kind of stuff because it stresses me out. So my somewhat organized state is so I don't get stressed. Mm. But I've had to be better like Mary's taught with me. I'd be like, I'll leave that shit over there. I give stuff to Mary. I'm like, hey, we're going to see the show. Can I give you the tickets mm-hmm. so I don't lose them? <laughs> what date was that? What time is it? Like, yeah. I forget when the meetings are on. People are like, oh, we've got a meeting. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that <laughs> meeting. Me. But I'm organized in terms of like, I know this kid's doing that. Mm. You know, and then I said like, oh, you know, I forgot that due date. But like for that kid. But in terms of like, I know this kid has this going on. Like yeah. all of that is like. And that's the thing. is like organization doesn't mean like, you know, you have everything planned to the nth degree organization is that it's the practical stuff it's you know going into the classroom and having everything that you need for that Mm. class it's i mean i've forgotten photocopying and stuff the kids think it's like the best that's oh my god you forgot that's fine it's more just you know okay this is what we're doing today this is the outcome this is what we're doing like tomorrow this is where it's leading to like all of that greater 
greater planning is well my other guess, thing to add in besides all of that is also i feel especially at the moment i feel like you have to be flexible oh, God, and yeah. or adapt like you have to be able to adapt yeah but also like this idea of when i say flexible and adaptable like i think those two things are, are slightly different flexibility like um oh i need to i need to change my lesson today because i know half my class are out or blah 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 or can mm. or flexible like hey miss yeah. every time I say I'm like yeah. hey miss I need to change like can I hand this in tomorrow because I would miss the day and you go like yeah yeah cool like let me let, let's reorganize or whatever mm-hmm. but also adaptable I think COVID think teaching from mm-hmm. home mm-hmm. all of those things some people who are not adaptable really struggled with that kind yeah. of thing because this it is really how, showed yeah yes and like some people like but this is how I do things and I can't do it that way when I'm at home yeah we need to Need adapt it you need mm. to do something else maybe that lesson the way you've done it for the last five six years or however long even mm. if you just this is how i planted my brain like some people are like that this is how i've planned it i need to do it maybe they've only done it one time mm. but you can't do that yeah. so now what do you do mm. or this is not going to work for my cohort of kids i need to adapt so i feel like adaptability especially in the like the last what are we on year three of covid etc has really shown that if you can't adapt if you can't be flexible then yeah i don't i don't think um for some people they kind of had that yeah adaptability until this hit them like oh shit actually and some people adjusted really well and actually proved to be really adaptable and other people flopped struggled struggled also creativity Mm. i'm not talking like creatively like i can paint and draw and shit i mean like here is my powerpoint that has 117 slides and let me go through my 117 slides like i don't think that's Mm. I guess maybe not creativity. Maybe you have it to is like, creativity like in that like. Engaging. But even in like explaining a concept, if you explain something and it didn't work the first How time for a particular again? student, you still need to teach yeah. them that concept, and so you find different ways. You've got to be yeah. creative. You've got to think outside Which is where the box. The flexibility comes yeah. in as well. So it's all, all these interrelated. Are like yeah. yeah, and if you don't give a shit about that, mm-hmm. but also like you can't be. What's the opposite to lazy? Like, almost you have to be energetic, like, woo because that's not who I am. I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't do that, but you can't. You've changed. <laughs> hey, let me talk about my zest for life. Um, but I don't mean, I mean, like, but it's also the same thing. It's like, you can't be complacent. You have yep. to be willing to change with the times, which I guess oh, yeah. is still adaptability. Yeah. Um, there you go, people. If you don't sound like, and also I just want to put the caveat in, if you don't meet the things that we said, that's just what we think. That's who we are. And you can do that, it. Yeah, that doesn't mean you're not a good teacher. I just want to point out this is just what the characteristics that we yeah. found, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, completely changing tacks. And we've all done this recently, actually. So I thought this was a good question. And some this was on, um, this got asked on Reddit. And also someone asked me because I was going to an interview. Mm-hmm. How do I prepare for an interview for a job? And I guess this could be, and we'll be specifically talking about teaching, but I guess you could take mm. most of these for any. Mm. Eden, you interviewed for a job recently. Go. Yes. <laughs> so, um, I've only had two though. So it's like, again, don't you know how much I know. Like, like as a newbie teacher. So like if you're coming, yeah. out, you're coming out of uni, I'm ready to interview for a job. It's yeah. different. Um, basically what I've done in both instances is first thing was researching the school's website. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So looking, yeah, mm-hmm. looking at like, what are, do they have like main, I guess, kind of like behavior management statement. strategies or stuff like Policies. that. Cause I'm just, yeah. Cause I'm and just thinking of like the school that we all worked at, like they were big on like restorative practice and yeah, stuff so like that. that out. So yeah. I definitely tapped into that in yep. the interview. I was like, Plus yes, you know, oh mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> Um, and then concept. also thinking about do your values align with the school? Mm-hmm. Um, 
whether that's in like a you know like a religious aspect or yeah. not um, I'm I was not, just I'm remembering. No, yeah, I just of, was remembering that. that. Yeah. There's a school that I do not and have ever worked, have not ever worked out that I would never apply for because one of their things is uh, you have to sign an agreement to say that you will only teach that marriage is between a man and a woman, and you literally mm-hmm. had to sign a thing. And they and they ask you if you are homosexual, mm-hmm. like in the interview, they yeah. ask you. I mean, yeah, I haven't applied for schools like that, but I'm just thinking about like my most. But recent that goes schools. with that, so I would never yeah. even apply yeah. to get an interview at that oh, school. Because yeah. no. what am I? I'm going to have to come in and lie to get a job. No, I'm not going to do that. No. no, yeah, no, definitely not. Um, and then I also like I made notes about kind of like my strengths and weaknesses, um, thinking of examples of new things that I've implemented, mm-hmm. whether they've been successful or not. Um, examples of behavior management because there was one. always a behavior management. Cl- question I was gonna say yeah like without a doubt um and then also like talking about how you build relationships how you get to know the kids um and then also just like showing up early being prepared presenting yourself nicely which kind of seems like self-explanatory things but it's just like I feel don't like you'd be jeans. surprised yeah like don't rock up in jeans be you know, surprised Tony had and so my husband works in retail but um, he had someone come up to the interview in activewear. Stop it. Stop mm-hmm. it right now. I love it. I mean, like, yeah. I know it's retail, but still. Yeah. I would say, but I've, I've worked in retail. I, yeah. I went in like black pants and a nice Yeah. That's the thing. Well. It's like, do a little, like, do a little walk by. Yeah. You've been, you know, you've, you, 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 you put in a resume somewhere, like, wouldn't yeah, you look what are they to wearing? see what they wear? Like, if you were and going then to work kind of mimic it? Yeah, if you're going to work at Jeans West or something, yeah. then maybe you could rock up in jeans. Mm. Do you know from Jeans think? West. From, like, from there. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but, I think um, those are all, yeah. Those yeah, are really that good was kind ones. of what I had. Showing yeah, up early is always a good one. Yeah. But not too early because I get cranky. Yeah. Like no, but I feel like about 15 minutes. 15 minutes or something. Because then also, like, yeah, you're just like, you're there, you don't have to stress. And you can sit down, you can chill out. Mm-hmm. I always like, I'll have things on my phone. Like if I'll just go back to that, see if they have like a mission statement, especially mm-hmm. if they're a private school or like their values. I'll just go back over those words again, just mm-hmm. to make sure they're the motto. Into, especially yep. if you're applying for a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, if you're applying for more than one job, and especially like I had two interviews for two different schools on the same day. Mm-hmm. Imagine if I rocked don't up. Get the wrong do you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, let me say the other one. Yeah, I think they're all really good points. Yeah. Mm. No, I agree. There's nothing really. Look at me go. I, I think <laughs> perfection. I Too think good. preparing for an interview, especially if you haven't done a lot of interviews, is go around to people wherever you work if you can, or even if you're not in there. Mm. The tap noises. <laughs> Hilarious. I was like, oh, where did that come from? Um, it would be like, ask people if you possibly can, if you have that support, if you're in a school, what are the most common questions yeah. mm. that come up in interviews? Like, you didn't mention them. It's like, they'll ask you about behavior management. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, if you're working in a private school, they'll usually ask you a religious question. Like, how mm. do you respect, say, the Catholic ethos or the Anglican ethos or whatever so you're going to do? I haven't actually had that, even though oh, really? both interviews have been... For religious schools. I have had that every but time. But it was like kind of, especially in the school I'm at now, it was more so in the application mm. about, yes. you know, are you willing to, or like how do you align with the Christian faith That's so and funny because I've literally had that in every interview that I've ever had at a, like at a religious school oh, was no. how will you model that yeah. ethos in your 
teaching every time yeah. I've never had that question and if not I always prepare for it but always mm. behavior management yeah um mm. the one of the questions I've always had maybe it's an English question and it was in leadership interviews as well was like how do you get b plus students into an a mm. yeah. yeah was that your belly yes it was. <laughs> um I've had that how do you move those students up mm. a grade yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what are the most common questions. I just draft their work to all hell. No. Yeah, I just keep drafting it. I just write it myself. I just, I'm just saying, yeah. kid, give me ten bucks. No, a kid the other day I asked had, me how much it would take for me to do their assignment, and I was like, I it ain't gonna happen. I always make them really ridiculous. Of, well, what I thought was ridiculous it was in year twelve one day. They're like, I oh, know you're not teaching year twelve this year, but um, I really need an A for this English assignment. How much would you charge? I went, a thousand dollars, and the kid was like. Seems reasonable. Straight face that I looked, and then they laughed, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Just so you're clear that I will never. This is not do an agreement. And this is not, this agreement like, is not binding. He's like, he's like, I know, but I want to see if it will trick you. I'm like, oh, it worked. Because <laughs> I was like, oh crap. I mean, I'm not doing it for you, and I cannot take your money. Like this kid kept raising his price. It was like a thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars. Like you cut ten thousand. A hundred thousand dollars, and I was just like, hours, yeah. No, yeah. It, I have integrity. <laughs> my year eights offered me KFC. Oh, they were like, yeah, well, if I buy you KFC, I am. yeah, we'll see our lesson so right, right before lunch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they were like, if I buy you a Zinger box, will you give me top marks? And I was like, it doesn't work like that. No. And they're like, are you sure? It would make me consider it. Um, my other thing, the last thing for maybe the interview thing would be, besides deep diving, is mm. like when you get there and this is actually really difficult for me is knowing when to like when they ask you a question and i get shockingly i'm a talker i, I can tell what you, i know i can tell you surprise did you guess that i, I, I wouldn't have i know you gotta like find this balance and it's something that i've already just found not in this podcast obviously but like when you answer a question like i would get uncomfortable because they would be they scribble like be prepared for them to be like yeah, writing, which is disconcerting as well. Yeah, yeah. um, and it's then very off-putting. Like, yes, she's like, you almost like, what are you, what are you writing? Did I say? Why are you writing? What was it going? This is a bad news. What's going on? And so, like, be prepared one for them to write, but also, um, if they were writing and I finished, and I'd be like, oh, they haven't asked them the next question, so then I would like feel the need to feel the yeah I would uh, keep talking. Yeah. yeah, but I, it's not that I, they're just not ready to ask you the next question, so I'd yeah. be prepared for that good eye contact and I find eye contact quite with people I'm comfortable with is fine but if you have like an issue mm. with people staring at you be prepared because like give the person who's because it's just like what three people in an interview yeah like for them to give you eye contact and hold eye contact almost uncomfortably while they're asking mm. you the question mm. and then while you're answering still try to look at them yeah, yeah. it's like I think because I, I remember I've you, had to work on that a lot because yeah, I'm really bad at making eye contact but it's but like also holding yeah. eye contact because mm. you're trying to look at so like I had my last interview was four people mm-hmm. and Gosh. so yeah it was so many people and then I was like okay so I'm looking trying to give eye contact most to the person who asked me asked me the question but also to the other people in the room so I'm not just like staring awkwardly at the wall yeah. or down <laughs> I try not to fidget, which is so hard. I keep my hands onto the table when I'm at an interview on purpose yeah. so I can fidget. I keep, them, I keep them on top, but like with my hands. Yeah, I close my hands because otherwise it's very formal. You know, it makes it look like I'm composed when in actual fact I'm shitting myself. Yes, it's it. Yeah, and the precisely. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think also like is you will never not be nervous. Mm. 
I don't know if, if that's you're just invested the in it, if you if want you the really job, want which it. if you've gotten to the stage of an interview, if you've applied for it, mm. then I get nervous every single time. Yeah. Because I was so nervous for my last school because I wanted it so bad. <laughs> this is what I mean. So for the job that I've gotten now for next year, I was mm. so nervous because I was like, I had two interviews in one day. One, I was like, if I got it, I would be happy. happy. Yeah. But the second interview, oh no, sorry, it was the first one. I was like, this is the one I really, really wanted. Like I want it so bad. This is perfect for me. This is exactly what I want. It's a, like, this is the school that I want to be at. Mm. Like, you know, you feel like this is the one. And so I was bricking it no pressure <laughs> do you know but you put yeah. pressure on yourself so i think if you don't and also the thing is not even preparing for an interview but when you walk out if you get a weird vibe or you walk out of that interview feeling super uncomfortable like you don't have to take a job just because you God. get offered one yeah i think especially if you're a contract and you get offered a permanent job it would be really hard to say no to i'm not saying say no but like think about it like if mm. you walked out being like mm. i didn't I remember. I didn't like that because I haven't had that many interviews. But I remember seeing you after a few interviews where you were just like, "It was weird." They didn't oh, even I ask me that. about the subject I teach. Yeah, and I'm oh, like, no, "Then I love that you interviewing." I remember coming up, I'd driven really far. I don't know. I can't remember. I think it's happened more than once. And I was in an interview for 15 minutes, and I'd driven an hour and a half to get there. And Gosh. I walked out, and I called my husband because he could answer the phone because he's done for. Um, and I was just like. One, I feel like I didn't get it. And two, I felt like they didn't give a crap about me at all. I don't think I wanted it. But I remember that when I walked out, I'm like, I don't think I like that school. I felt, I remember being told I was going to be a diversity hire at one school. Oh, yes. <laughs> what? They looked, at, they looked at where I went to high school and I went to a disadvantaged public high school. And they had basically been like, oh, you'll bring a really fresh perspective. And I was like, lady, I am a white person in a middle class. I have a middle class job, I have middle class wages. I'm not your diversity high. Cause I, I don't push, know, you know, that's pretty diverse for ours. It was so people. funny. They were like, oh, we're really looking for diversity. I'm like, oh, okay. um, no. Oh no. <laughs> I remember telling you that. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, what is this? <laughs> I'm like, I am a white person in a middle class, like with a middle class income. I don't think I classify as diverse. Like, sure. And then we made jokes hair. about the plebeians and how the you, yeah. Yes. Yeah, it was great. Um, so we have not finished all of our questions, but we have been talking for quite some time. Mm-hmm. So we're going to split this in half and we're going to keep eating around for a bit longer yeah. to answer more questions. Um, but if people like this, I mean, the whole like 10 people who listen to us. <laughs> and if you have a question, We're talking to you. <laughs> we're talking to you guys. You could like Instagram us. We're at Miss underscore podcast. You could send us a message on Instagram. If you know who we are, even though we're not using our real names because we're super secretive, like that mm-hmm. um, you could just ask us a question mm-hmm. um, or something like that but um, I think for now that's like class dismissed hey yeah. Eden do you want to say class dismissed class dismissed bye, bye.